Welcome to Ghoul's Night Out with your hostesses, Brandy and Jody. Hello, beautiful ghouls. Welcome. This is Brandy. I'm here with my sister, Jody. Hello. So I have a really stupid Christmas joke. Where would you find a Christmas tree? I don't know. Between a Christmas two and a Christmas four. <laughs> I think that might be the worst one you've ever done. <laughs> well, well, I literally went to like a website that I looked up stupid Christmas jokes mm-hmm. and went to the, like the very last one. And that's what you got. <laughs> so I have facts. Okay, so first one, American virologist, I think, Dr. Jonas Salk, in the 1950s, decided not to patent his polio vaccine so that it would be affordable for millions of people. He lost out on roughly $7 billion, but saved millions of lives. That's awesome. I know. Now, why can't people nowadays do that? It's everybody for themselves. In the 19th century, slaveholders in the U.S. became aware of became aware that enslaved people were escaping to Mexico. In response, the U.S. attempted to get Mexico to sign a fugitive slave treaty, but Mexico refused, insisting that all people were free once they set foot on Mexican soil. Fuck yeah. Yeah, that's so nice. I know. In Finland, the cost of a speeding ticket is determined by your income. In 2002, a Nokia... Executive got a ticket for $103,000 oh my for going 45 and a 30. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> uh, dubbed the man with the golden arm, James Harrison has donated his blood over 1,000 times to save the lives of babies with rhesus disease. I've read this one. Yeah, I've heard that one. His blood contains a rare antibody that prevents newborns from dying. It's estimated that about 2.5 million lives have been saved by his actions. And just look at that picture. Oh, my gosh. Precious. Just surrounded by babies. So cute. (laughs) In some zoos, cheetahs are given their own emotional support dogs. The dogs help combat the cheetah's naturally shy and anxious personality and help them relax and play. While Eminem was in rehab, Elton John would call him weekly to check to see how he was doing. Elton himself beat an addiction to cocaine and alcohol in the 90s. Oh, that's nice. That is nice. In 2019, a Jamaican man turned up to collect his winnings of $1.5 million in a lottery wearing a screen mask. He said he wore the mask because he didn't want his relatives hassling him for money. Yeah, I don't blame him. (laughs) (laughs) In Japan, 718 AD, a hotel opened its doors for the first time to the public. Over 1,300 years have now passed, and it's still ran by the same family who opened it back in 718 AD. Oh, my gosh. That's over 50 generations of the same family. Wow. Holy crap. In 1959, police were called to a segregated library in South Carolina when a nine-year-old black boy, Ronald McNair, refused to leave. He went on to achieve a Ph.D. in physics and became an astronaut, but sadly died aboard the Space Shuttle Challenger in 1986. The library is now named after him. Aww. Seriously. Humans have more empathy for dogs than they do other humans. Yes, I believe that. I remember. (laughs) It's kind of bad. I was watching American Psycho with Kelly, our sister. Mm -hmm. And have you ever seen that movie? Who's in it? Christian Bale. I'm sure I have. Well, there's this scene where he goes into this back alley and he brutally murders this homeless man, okay? And then, after he's done murdering this homeless man, he kicks a dog. (laughs) And I was like, I hate this scene because he kicked the dog. And Kelly was like, yeah, never mind the human he brutally (laughs) murders. (laughs) 
So yeah, that's true. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's something that you say and afterwards when it's brought to your attention. I know, like, oh, shit. That's exactly what happened. I was like, oh my god, you're so right. I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> Oh my god, okay. There is a place in Iceland where green fields, a yellow river, and a black beach, and a blue sea all meet. Ooh, I bet that's cool. Ooh, wow. That's neat. Yeah. Look it up, sorry. <laughs> uh, psychology says forgiving people in silence and never speaking them to get never speaking to them again is a form of self-care. I what? get that. Say that again. Psychology says forgiving people in silence and never speaking to them again is a form of self-care. Oh, okay. According to a happiness expert, women who are unmarried and childless are the happiest subgroup of the population as a whole. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well. Well, they don't have anything to worry about. Zero. Oh my gosh, you're right. That's exactly right. Uh, in 2020, the Vatican had a, had to censor a video of the Pope of Pope Francis claiming whiskey was the real holy water. <laughs> <laughs> That's my kind of Pope. <laughs> That's great. George Carlin once said, "Quote: Think of how stupid the average person is." And realize that half of them are stupider than that. Mm-hmm. I've already said that. God, it's scary. Uh, born to a white father and a half Jamaican mother, Lucy and Maria are biracial twins from the UK that no one believes are sisters. Wow. One's white and one's black, basically. Isn't that weird that how it weird. does that? Instead of mixing it together yeah there's one white and one black that yeah. is just so weird, weird how our bodies do stuff yeah like that. just like mm, i think we'll put a little bit more here yeah here that's crazy uh the invisibility of poverty is street art by kevin lee the child is depicted sitting on steps being stepped on and stepped over to illustrate how invisible the poor living among us can be Oh, that's sad. It is sad. Psychology says once you decide you dislike a certain person, everything they do can start to annoy you, such as the way they walk, talk, or even breathe. I believe that. Yeah. Stephen King sells the right to some of his short stories for only a dollar so that film students can use them to make movies. He calls them his dollar babies. Aww. <laughs> that's so cute. That's cute. <laughs> In Norway, studying at public universities is free, no matter where in the world you come from. Imagine that. Yeah, really. In Japan, the hand wash sink is often attached to the toilet so that you can wash your hands and reuse the water for the next flush. Japan saves millions of liters of water every year by doing this. Yeah, but wouldn't it get back on your hands since you're by the toilet? Oh, don't don't the particles, like, float around? Well, that's what toilet lids are for. You're supposed to t close oh. the lid before you flush anything. Mm -hmm. so. uh, talking to yourself makes your brain more efficient. Oh, I have a pretty efficient one, then. Yeah, me too. I, <laughs> I talk to myself all the time. I, I, did I talk to you about this yet? I don't know what you're going to say, so I don't know. <laughs> I saw a TikTok where this girl says that 50% of people do not think with an internal dialogue. What? They don't think words. Like, they don't talk in their head. What? Yeah. What? How, how many? 50%. Really? Half of people do not have an internal dialogue. They're just what? fucking with themselves in silence. What the fuck? I would go nuts. If I couldn't talk to myself. I do that constantly. I know. All the time. All the time. How do you, how do you think anything without thinking it? 
Oh, no. And then this girl, because she duetted this other girl, like saying the fact, and then she was like, I'm one of these people. And they were, and she was like, Yeah, when I go to bed, I hear my fan. I hear, you know, maybe noises outside. That's it. Oh my gosh. I know. How? Whenever I can't sleep, that's the reason why. That, that's why people can't sleep because you're constantly, your mind is run, you know, running. But these people don't have that problem. I don't know if I would like that. I would hate it. I would. How do you, I mean, you live wouldn't. with yourself in silence? How? How? How do you like make fun of people? <laughs> without that's exactly like, what I was just getting ready to say. That's hilarious. Because that's how I do it without hurting everybody's feelings. Like, or when I don't like somebody and I'm talking to yes. them, and then I'm in my mind, I'm like, "Fuck you, go away." I hate you. Just turn around and walk away. You suck. Yeah, yeah. And when I say "Have a good day," in my head, it's "Fuck off." Yeah, fuck off. <laughs> I hate you. Stop talking to me. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I could not believe that. Is, yeah, that I had no idea. I yeah. I didn't either. I did not know that. I thought everyone talked in their head. That's what I thought. And I even thought, like, how do deaf people I was like, how do deaf people think? Like, how does that work? You know, like yeah. and oh my gosh, it's it's crazy. Our brains are insane. Yes, they are. Okay, next one. Uh, fossilized Nodosaurus found in Canada in 2011 um, is the best preserved dinosaur ever discovered. It's estimated to be more than 110 million years old. Wow. Looks like a dragon. It's a Nodosaurus. It's a dragon. I told you about the Tyrannosaurus Rex theory, didn't I? Yes, but I don't remember. Okay, oh, wings? Yeah, this guy was like... I, he loves he loves dinosaurs. T-Rex has always been his favorite. He was like, what the fuck are these little arms for? He's like, what? And then he was like, then I looked up the skeleton of an ostrich, and they have the tiny arms. He's like, so T-Rexes were dragons. <laughs> there really were dragons. I mean, where else would they come from? Mm-hmm. Okay. People who swear a lot tend to be more honest. Yeah. Fuck yeah. A little bit too honest sometimes. Yeah. It's like, okay, if you don't want to know what I think, then don't ask. Oh, yeah. If someone <laughs> asks me, ooh, yeah. that's on you. That's yeah. on you. Yeah. Yeah, Taryn does that a lot. And I'm like, honey, <laughs> you've been if around you, me for 13 years. If you don't years, want to know the truth yeah, that or I'm what I think, not, then don't ask. I am not the person. I go ask your friends. <laughs> They'll lie to you. <laughs> Okay. Marijuana is illegal, but has never caused any deaths from usage. Cigarettes are legal, but kill over 8 million people a year. Yep. What the fuck is that? Same with alcohol. Mm. What the fuck? Uh, cats let people know they like them by headbutting them. Man, my cat fucking loves me. It's kind of annoying. I don't think my cat ever headbutts me. He, I don't know. Just pay attention. I'm sure he does. Uh, Nikola Tesla's last words to his mother were, quote, All these years I have spent in the service of mankind brought me nothing but insults and humiliation. Because mm -hmm. people suck. Yes. He invented electricity. Not whoever, the key guy. Benjamin Franklin, was it? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I don't do history. Sorry. That's right. I don't either. That's okay. <laughs> Or science why, or math. That's why I'm reading facts off the internet. I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> and it's all real. <laughs> okay, men tend to overestimate women's interest in them, while women tend to underestimate men's interest in them. Yeah, yeah that's true. Oh, orcas can weigh eight tons and jump fifteen feet out of the water. Wow, that's huge. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, how? How? Muscles. How? Muscles. I mean, wow. That's crazy. <laughs> In 2015, wildlife photographer Christophe Courteau took an astonishing close-up of a 6 foot 6, 30 stone silverback gorilla right before it punched him in the face. <laughs> 
The ape was intoxicated on bamboo stems and became angry when Christoph approached. <laughs> He's like, motherfucker, you better back up. He is. Totally. He's even like... <laughs> It was just like a man. <laughs> That's so funny. Okay. Captured in 2020, the first ever picture taken of a solar system just like our own with a sun-like star at the center orbited by multiple planets. Hmm. Sorry, guys. Look these up. Let's see where, <laughs> where this is. We're not... Being very podcast friendly tonight. I'm telling you what it is. <laughs> it's on boardpanda.com if you want to look it up. Okay. In Sweden, parents are entitled to 480 days of paid leave once a child is born or adopted. 480 days. That's that's, that's how it should be. 100%. Wait, 480 days. That's oh, over a year. That is that's that's over that's that's so, like legit though. So they get it like right when they have a baby or get a baby. Once a child is born or adopted. Okay, so they get it over a year off. Yeah. And then they go back to work. I'm assuming. Okay. That's cool. Richard Phillips survived the longest wrongful prison sentence in American history. He was locked up in 1972 at the age of 26 and wasn't released until 2018, aged 72. He spent 45 years in jail for a crime he didn't commit. That is so sad. It is so fucking sad. That's like your whole fucking life. It is. And even when you get out, what the fuck? Yeah. You don't know. Uh, the 70s to 2018? Yeah, no. That's insane. They might as well just killed him. Because mm. that's, I mean. Or he should have just stayed there. He was probably comfortable there. Probably. But, you know, like. He doesn't look decrepit. He looks good. Yeah, he looks good. Uh, the queen refuses to reveal her favorite meal to avoid it being all she ever gets served everywhere that she goes. Oh. That's so chill. That would so happen, too. Yeah. It'd be like, look, and then it would be her, her worst. She would hate it. Uh-huh. It's like, can I please just have a cheeseburger? Please. <laughs> I will have anything but what you just gave me. <laughs> Uh, swearing when you're in pain can boost your pain tolerance by 33%. Wow. Uh, this, this, like, hurts my heart a little because it's disgusting. Leonardo DiCaprio, 46, has never dated a woman over 25. Yeah. Gross. Creep. Yeah. Not so cute anymore. I never thought he was anyway. I, well, you know, I was... Let's see. He's about seven years older than me. So we were, oh, you know, he's in my age range-ish. Mm-hmm. And he was so hot when he was like in his 20s. Mm. I was in my 20s. No, he wasn't. I thought so. <laughs> anyway. In 2015, a German man who uh, was ordered to split half of his belongings with his ex-wife after filing for divorce. In response, he took a saw to his belongings and literally cut them in half. <laughs> they got the bed, a bike, a couch, and a car in half. Oh, my god, That's hilarious. Okay. Here's another picture that you guys can look up. <laughs> but it's crazy. So there's a chimp with alopecia. The hair loss has revealed a true the truth that's normally concealed in fur, and ch- chimps are ripped. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. Do you be mad? Like, the, go back to the one that was punching the dude in the face. <laughs> that punched him. Holy oh, shit. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, and I'm fine, are the two most common lies spoken in the world. Mm, yeah, I believe that. Yeah. 26th president Theodore Roosevelt was once shot in the chest prior to giving a speech. Noticing that the bullet missed his lungs, he carried on. With the blood seeping from his shirt, he delivered the full 90-minute speech before accepting medical attention. Wow. That dude was a fucking badass. Shit. He's like, oh, I didn't hit anything. 
I really need, so. I'm not going to die, so let's go. <laughs> I don't want to do this again. <laughs> uh, Squid Game creator uh, Huang Dong Hyuk wrote the show in uh, 20, uh, 2009, but it was rejected by studios for 10 years. He once had to stop writing and sell his $675 laptop due to money struggles. Today, it's the number one show in 90 countries and set to become the most watched show in Netflix history. Wow. I still haven't watched it yet. Um, I, I binge watched it when I was sick. Mm. So, like, you know, it's <laughs> long. Like, I think every episode is an hour. Oh. At least an hour. So it's a long series. But I might watch it. This it's good. Yeah. Vacation. It's good. In Vienna, Austria, a brothel has begun offering citizens a free 30-minute session with a lady of their choice if they turn up and get the COVID-19 vaccination. Whatever. So stupid. <laughs> Just move on. Okay. In 2012, a woman who donated a kidney to her boss was... Was fired her when she took too long to recover from the operation. What? So they, what? A woman donated her kidney to her boss and then her boss fired her when she took too long to recover. Fuck off. I would be like, give me my fucking shit back, bitch. <laughs> my gosh. What the hell is wrong with people? Well, okay. That really, really makes me wonder why that woman gave her her kidney. Like, what, what incentive... Like, why would you do that for such a piece of shit? You know what I mean? Like, obviously, this woman didn't all of a sudden become a piece of shit. Like, why did she give her her kidney? That's what I want to know. Hmm. Maybe she was milking. Maybe. The time off. Maybe. There's something else to that Maybe story. there was something that, that, some reason why they had to fire her. Maybe. Maybe she's in like, oh, I need another year. <laughs> then I'd be like, um, that makes more sense. Yeah, I but there's there's way being, more. Someone being that much of a bitch. Yeah, there's no there's no fucking way. There's yeah. no way. I refuse to believe that someone yeah. is that heartless. Yeah. Okay, coffee has been found to reverse liver damage caused by alcohol. Coffee is magical. It is. It's the elixir of life. And my last one, in Russia, it is illegal to tell children that gay people exist. What? Russia right is horrible. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, I was actually wondering when I read one of these, I don't remember what, like when these were written, mm -hmm. but they have a Squid Games fact on mm. here. So it's obviously recent. So Russia just fucking sucks. Those are mine. All right. This week I did people describe creepiest things they've seen driving in the middle of the night. Mm -hmm. Creepy. Many years ago, I was on what is called a meet and turn. This is where a driver that is domiciled out of one city will drive a load halfway to its destination, while a driver domiciled out, out of that destination will drive halfway with a load that is destined for my city. So they meet each other halfway? Yes. Okay. I don't know why they just didn't say that. <laughs> we meet in a parking lot, switch trailers, and drive back home. I had been on this run for a few months and found that I always got to the meet point about an hour before the other driver. It was a dark and empty dirt lot at about 3 a.m., so I would stretch out across the seat and take a short nap. One night, about 10 minutes into my nap, I was awoken by a barking dog. I tried to ignore it, but it carried on for several minutes and got louder as the dog got closer. Soon it became apparent that the dog was right outside of my truck barking at me. Okay, either this dog is lassie and is trying to alert me to something, or else he is just a pain in the ass, and I'll need to throw something at him to scare him off. It is important to note that the barking has been going on for a good t 10 minutes at this point. So I sat up and looked out my window. Standing there, mere inches on the other side of the glass, was a man of about 35. He was a large fellow and was barking at me. His eyes were crazy and he was frothing at the mouth a little. The scene really held my full attention for a moment. The sheer creepiness of this struck me. 
Gently and making an absolute minimum of sudden movements, I reach down and start my truck and slowly pull away. He chased me, much like you might expect an angry dog to do, barking all the while. Needless to say, it played hell with my power naps from then on. Oh my gosh, yeah. About four years ago, I was working as a counselor at a sleepaway camp in northern New Hampshire. One night, around 10-ish, one of my co-workers slash friends and I decided to make a Walmart run. On the way, we're driving down a back road in the middle of nowhere when my friend slams on the brakes. In front of us is a fucking monkey wearing a fez doing a little dance. Mm -mm. It then stops dancing and runs into the woods. We both look at each other, unclear about what just happened, and exclaimed, Was that a fucking monkey? What? No one believes us, but we both know what we saw and simply can't explain where that monkey came from. Oh my, what? <laughs> that was another dimension, like circus monkey or something. <laughs> what the fuck? I would literally question my sanity. I don't care if there was someone else in the car or not. I would be like, we're both fucking nuts. <laughs> that is insane. <laughs> my brother and I were driving through Montana in the middle of the night and got held up near Bozeman because a semi had taken out a passenger van with six or seven people in it. We only have that estimation because we both sat mute while we watched parts being taken out of the van. It just so happened the accident was seconds old when we got to it. A truck driving the opposite direction flashed us with alarming slow down now frequency, and we did. The driver of the semi was physically fine, but the cops interviewing him parked on the shoulder next to us, and we could hear him as he wailed, sobbed, and apologized. We were watching the EMT crew pull a head attached to a neck and a part of an arm while the driver started begging the cops for forgiveness. We sat there for five hours. The cops explained to us, being close up and getting out to smoke after a while, that it was in no way the semi-driver's fault. It's on my top five things I would like to unremember, arms and legs all over the place. Oh my God. That would be horrible. Yeah. Horrible. You gotta think, like, because I was talking to a friend like a while back who was a tow truck driver, and he started talking about how many dead bodies he sees, oh. and like, he's a tow truck driver. Gosh. Like, you don't, you just don't understand, like, what people do until, you know, like, yeah. that's fucking nuts. Yeah, it is. Once, a friend and I were driving on an old dirt road way out in the sticks in South Alabama, past an old 19th century cemetery, when out of nowhere, a truck starts tailgating us. This was really late at night, and even in the daytime, it would have been rare to see a vehicle, so we were a little creeped out. I sped up, and the truck stays right on my bumper. I'm now driving as fast as I can without flying off the road on this small, windy dirt road, think Dukes of Hazard only in a Volvo station wagon, and still can't shake the truck. My buddy, who was with, with me, knew the area well and said that we were about to hit a paved road, T-Bone Intersection and that there was also another small dirt road coming off at a sharp angle from that intersection. He said that if I get, if I could get ahead just enough to get out of the immediate sight of the truck, I could cut the wheel hard to the left and whip into the spur road and hopefully ditch the truck. I did what he said, but right when I start the turn at the T-bone, I see what looks like an incredibly tall person just inside the tree line across the paved road, covered head to toe in long hair. As I'm turning, I shout, holy shit, do you see? And before I can finish, my friend says, that big, tall, hairy guy? <laughs> I finish the turn, we ditch the truck, and get the hell out of there. But to this day, we really don't know what we saw. Oh my gosh, it's Bigfoot. <laughs> I, I don't know what else it could be. <laughs> Unless it was Cousin It out there in the middle of the woods. Well, he's really small. Yeah, he's not tall. Yeah. Like he's fucking real. Like he's, he's just a small guy. <laughs> Can't be him. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I delivered newspapers in a fairly rural area the summer after I graduated high school. One night it's pouring rain and I'm driving down this dirt road that is a dead end to a farmer's house. I've been down this road a few dozen times and know the routine. Drop the paper off in the box at the end of the drive. Whip a shitty back up. Whip a shitty. 
Is that what it's called? What? What? Whip a shitty. That's what it says. (laughs) Drop the paper off in the box at the end of the drive. Whip a shitty. Back up the road and off to my next stop. (laughs) I don't know. This time, as I am getting out of my car to place the newspaper in the holder, I see this man in the ditch wearing a drenched white shirt running at me as fast as he can. He got within 20 feet of me. I could see what my mind pictured as a hatchet or axe. I had never ran so hard in my life. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's creepy. What's whipping No, I have <laughs> never heard of that before. Does that mean like a U-turn? That's what I'm assuming. Never heard that in my life. Well, now you know. I was driving a shortcut from 29 Palms, California to Albuquerque, New Mexico. 29 Palms is located in the desolate high desert east of L.A. The shortcut was all two-lane road through total nothingness except for passing through Amboy, California. Amboy is a nearly abandoned town nearly as far below sea level as Death Valley with a dormant volcano and lava field on one side and a salt flat on the other. It was also, at the time, a hot spot for satanic group activity. I was driving by myself in the afternoon. I stopped in Amboy and snapped a picture of the city sign just to prove I was there to friends who dared me to take the route to I-40. I got back in my car and proceeded to drive up into the mountain range between Amboy and I-40. Once I reach the top, I'm driving north through a canyon with high grass on both sides of the road. Up ahead, I see some stuff in the middle of the road. As I approach, I slow down to see a red Pontiac Fiero stopped sideways across both lanes. A suitcase open with clothes scattered everywhere and two bodies laying face down in the road, a man and a woman. I stop a hundred feet or so away and the hair on the back of my neck is standing up. Being a Marine, I reach under the seat and pull out a nine millimeter piece, <laughs> pistol, pistol. And, cha- <laughs> and chamber around. Something seemed very wrong. It looked too perfect as if it were staged. An ambush? Was I being paranoid? Something was just wrong. Getting out of the car seemed unthinkable. It was the horror movie move. As I scanned the road, I saw a line I could drive, passed the guy in the road on his left, swerved to the right of the side of the woman behind the Fiero, and I'd be on the other side. I dropped it into first gear, punched it, and drove the line I planned. I passed the back of the Fiero without hitting it or either of the bodies in the road. I continued forward a couple hundred feet and slowed down so I could breathe and let my heart slow down. As I look up into the rearview mirror, I saw that the two bodies had gotten up to their knees and 20 or so people emerged from the tall grass on either side of the road by the car and bodies. At that moment, my right foot smashed the gas pedal to the floor and did not let up until I had slowed down for the I-40 East on-ramp. I will never know what would have happened to me had I gotten out of the car to check on the bodies or stopped my car closer to them. Somehow, I do not think it would have been good. Sometimes real life can be scarier than a movie. Yeah, 22 against one is not great Mm -hmm. odds. And we've had that, we've had those stories so many times, but so scary. Yeah. You've got to watch out for yourself because people do shit like that. I don't know what I would do if I saw bodies in the road. Right now. You know what? I would probably keep driving and call 911. The, I would, yeah, I would, that's exactly what I would do. Either that or, like, stop as far back as I could and, like, lock all my doors and stay in the car and just call the police. No, I wouldn't stick around. Mm-hmm. It sounded like they were, like, scattered so people wouldn't, you know, like, mm-hmm. what if they made it to where you couldn't? Well, in that case, you'd stop far back and do a Yui real quick. Yeah. Go back the way you came. Driving the fucking grass well, <laughs> around yeah. them. If there was any. Yeah. I was a passenger for this, but on a long drive I accompanied my mom on, we saw a man standing on the concrete divider at about 10 p.m. It was fall, so it was dark out and pouring rain. He was dressed as a jester, and he was on a stretch of poor, poorly lit highway. She flinched and asked if I saw it. I said that I did, and we watched as he walked slowly along the divider with his arms out a little to the sides. She pulled over because she was freaking out so bad, and he started doing weird stuff. Cartwheels, handstands, and shit. Weirdest thing ever. That is weird. I wonder if it was drugs or something. 
I don't know, but in a full jester's outfit? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> who knows? Maybe that was another another dimension guy. Mm-hmm. One one minute he's performing for the king. He's looking for his monkey. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> oh my god. I was driving cross country on my way home to Maine. I had enough interstate driving and decided to take the back roads the rest of the way home when I got to New Hampshire. So I'm out in the boondocks past the White Mountains when I see the most effed up thing of my whole life. Up ahead was a small human on a shitty old tricycle weaving back and forth on the road. I slowed down as to not hit him and as I went by at a crawl I had to rubberneck several times. It was what appeared to be a midget who had a beard was dressed like an elf in medieval-type clothes and a pointy hat. He was wearing dark glasses and was tapping along the road with a long wooden stick. So, yeah, it was apparently a blind gnome on a tricycle. Okay, him, the gesture, and the (laughs) monkey all came from the same place. That's that's what I've come up with. One minute they're performing for the king, and then the next (laughs) they're just in these weird places. Just keep on performing. That's all Back in the early to mid-1970s, my mother and I lived in the Pacific Northwest. I was about six years old. We were on an offbeat road right out of Seattle. It was a very dark night, no moon, and a wisp of fog. We saw a Volkswagen Beetle on the side of the road with their emergency flashers on and a rather good-looking guy, as my mom describes him, with his arm in a sling waving us down. Do you know who that is? Mm Mm-hmm. My mom pulled over, being the kind of woman that would help anybody in need, and he looked normal. Mm. My mom rolled down her window and asked if she could help, and the guy asked my mom if she could help him get the last lug nut off his tire so he could change his flat. My mother introduced herself, and he said, Hello, my name is Ted, and then smiled, looked at me, reached over, and shook my hand. He asked my name, and I think I got the bad vibe as well because I said nothing to him. My mom said something about his smile really made her uncomfortable, and then she noticed that he was missing the passenger seat in his beetle. So she rolls the window back up and said that she would call a tow truck to come help him at the next city. She then speeds away while looking in her rearview mirror as she sees him taking off the sling and getting back in the beetle and taking off very fast in the opposite direction. Mm. So that's the night at six years old when I shook the hand of Ted Bundy. Blech. Gross. No. Creepy. Don't stop for anybody. No. Care how nice they look. Or normal. And he's not even that great looking. No. He's okay, I guess, but Well he (laughs) He's just so disgusting to me. Mm. I just I don't see it at all. Yeah. I don't well I don't get it either. I don't either. It's not my personal experience, but my uncle lives out deep in rural Oregon. He told me the story when he was driving to work really early in the morning to a small town about 30 minutes away. There was a bit of traffic just outside of town, so he stopped behind another car. There was a super heavy fog that morning, like Silent Hill quality, really thick, so he could just see the taillights of the car in front of him. After following the car very slowly for a while, the car stops once more in the traffic. My uncle sits there and waits for about 20 minutes. The car still hasn't moved. All he can see is the taillights in front of him. Eventually, he gets out to see what's the matter. When my uncle gets out and walks to the car in front of him, he sees the entire front of the car completely totaled. Inside was the dead driver. The back part of the car was completely fine, and my uncle did not even know a thing was wrong earlier due to the fog. The story always unsettles me when I have to drive in the fog. Mm. That is scary. Mm-hmm. Driving in fog it when is it's scary. really thick. Yeah. I do it because I, I go to work taking the back roads, which is all country, like literal cornfields mm-hmm. everywhere, either cornfields or forest. Yeah. And a lot of times in the morning, those roads are foggy. And actually, this past week, I was driving down really foggy morning and i come around a corner and there are three deer standing in the road oh. and i was like oh my gosh thank god i was going slow anyway because yeah. of the fog but you know they're just hanging out in the road 
They were beautiful, though. I bet. They I bet that was really cool. It was, yeah. They they stood there for a second. They were like, mm. <laughs> and I was like, okay, you got to move. <laughs> At least they're not doing like, what was that? Oh, that my TikTok? gosh. That was hilarious. <laughs> Just bound and like bunnies <laughs> everywhere. And then that one goes back. <laughs> I love that one. I know. <laughs> Okay. Um, I was a front seat passenger on a drive from Guatemala City to the west coast of the country. In this very small town, there was a big rig pulling two trailers. All of a sudden, the truck stops. The next thing I see is the driver walking to the middle of the two trailers while dragging a woman he apparently hit to the side of the road, <gasps> getting back in the truck and driving off. Oh my! God. Only he didn't rush like he committed a crime. He walked as if it were just another day. Oh, my God. What the what? fuck? Holy shit. Once my friends and I were driving back from the nearest decent-sized city to our crappy little hometown in rural Tennessee. Now, I had an older car, but it was in fairly good shape. No real issues aside from some carburetor problems occasionally. There were probably four or five of us in the car. One of my friends had recently read some novel where a character says, Well, Jesus, Buddha, and a bag of chips. <laughs> Being wise-ass teenagers, we thought this was hilarious for some reason. We kept coming up with various combinations of blasphemous words in the same vein as the original. After a few minutes of this, suddenly all the lights in the car just cut off, inside and outside. Nothing else was affected, just the lights. Then just as suddenly, they came back on. Obviously, we chalked that up to chance. I had never had that happen in my car before, but it's not something that can't be reasonably explained. After a few minutes of nervous laughter, the blasphemy resumed. Again, the lights shut off. Now I was worried. I thought something was really wrong with the car. My friends accused me of turning off the lights. I hadn't and convinced them of it. Again, the lights came back on. Now, I'm an atheist currently, and at the time was a pretty cynical Christian. I didn't put much faith in the thought that our banter was pissing God off, so he was sending a message. But still, sometimes you don't tempt faith, right? Well, you aren't me then. <laughs> Much to the dismay of my friends, I decided to give it one more try. I don't remember the exact phrase, but let's assume it wasn't something you'd say to your grandmother. <laughs> no sooner had the last syllable rolled off my tongue when the lights cut off for good. This time it was long enough to force me to pull over and turn off the car. We all sat silently pondering what had just happened. One of my more religious friends said a little prayer in the back seat. <laughs> I kept my cynical mouth shut this time. Eventually, I started the car and the lights came on just like normal. We rode the rest of the way home in silence. I never had a problem with anything electrical in that car after that night. The battery even lasted a couple more years until I sold it. That's crazy. <laughs> That's funny. It is funny. <laughs> God's up there like, well, I won't. I'm on board today. What can I do? Yeah, I, and I won't, I won't do things that are too bad, but shut up. <laughs> <laughs> My sister worked about an hour and a half away from my mom's, where she was temporarily staying at this time, which was bad because she had a bad habit of falling asleep in cars. On nights that she worked really late, I made her promise to call me and I'd stay up and talk to her until she got home. One night late, I'm on the phone with her and out of nowhere, she starts screaming. She finally gets out some semblance of a sentence telling me there was a girl covered in blood crawling out of the ditch onto the road. She pulls the car back around, jumps out of the car, and runs to her, the phone falling out on the ground. I'm still listening. I hear the girl start sobbing and telling her, Oh God, not you, not you. I need help. They're coming back. They're coming back for me. My sister at this point thinks the girl might have a mental issue because of how frantic and disconnected her thoughts are, and because while she keeps saying she needs help, she doesn't seem to think my sister could help her. In hindsight, I think the girl saw my five foot nine, 100 pound sister with her high pitched voice and thought they could easily kill her too. From here, besides screaming and broken glass, I can only tell it from her side. She sees this truck pulling up and is about to wave them down when the girl goes crazy and starts clawing and pleading with my sister to run. The truck puts on its brights and two very big men jump out of the car and start walking towards them making clicking cat calling sounds and my sister sister's blood turns to ice. 
She reaches over, grabs the girl, no way in hell she's leaving her, and in a whirlwind manages to force her into the car and jump in herself before the men reach the car and start smashing her lights. She speeds off, clipping one of them, and is followed by this truck trying to run her off the road for about a half an hour. They only pull away when she reaches a hospital. Inside, the girl was in a panic and wouldn't let my sister leave leave her with the doctors. She kept saying she was her best friend and repeating her name over and over. From the doctors, my sister learned that this girl was repeatedly raped and then tied up and drugged behind the truck. Oh my god. Wow. Horrible. Yeah. And that girl is 5'9 and 100 pounds? Yeah, I'm thinking That's like... That's not right. No. There's no... She would be dead, I think. That's not healthy. I don't think he understands. No. No. <laughs> now, maybe 5'2? Yeah, absolutely. That maybe? Could, that could work. She'd still need a cheeseburger, in yes. my opinion. But... Yes. Sure. Not 5'9? Five 5'9? Five nine? <laughs> no. That's taller than me. <laughs> <laughs> His sister must have been a skeleton walking yeah, around. Yeah, like, like um, what, Jack Christmas from Nightmare Oh, Jack, Jack skeleton. skeleton. Yeah. Okay. Jack Christmas. What did, what did I say? Jack Christmas. Jack Christmas. <laughs> I knew he was in that Christmas thing. <laughs> Show. Okay. I have just creepy stuff that's happened to people. When I was a kid, I had a Minnie Mouse plush toy. One with a cute red and black dress, big open mouth grin, your typical mini. I loved this doll. One morning while I was laying on my side in bed, I looked at all the toys scattered on the floor. Then suddenly the mini doll started making noises. First a hissing sound like a feral cat, then it began whispering my name. I watched the doll's mouth open and close, frozen with fear. Then finally Minnie stopped and her mouth slowly closed. I raced from the room and told my parents, who didn't believe me at first. After reviewing former photos taken with the doll, we realized that Minnie had a big open smile, but now her mouth was fastened shut. No matter how hard we tried to pry it open, it won't budge. Safe to say I'd never touch that doll again. Ugh. Is Is that her name? Yeah, and it was a plush doll. Oh. So it wasn't even like, it wasn't supposed to make sounds. I don't like that. No. Next one, when I was six, I was playing in my grandparents' backyard when I stumbled upon something I'll never forget. My grandfather was tending to his garden while I was milling around picking up rocks. One of the rocks I picked up didn't look quite right. After turning it over, I realized it wasn't a rock at all. It was a thumb. A Ah! severed thumb. (laughs) It was hard and pale and looked like it had been in the garden for some time. I freaked, tossed the thumb, and ran to my grandfather... (laughs) He scoured the ground searching for it, but came up with nothing. However, I swear by what I saw. For some reason, I never got back into collecting rocks after that. (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit. Wouldn't that be hilarious, though, if it was actually a rock and it just looked like a thumb? And it was like, ah! (laughs) Like, threw it. (laughs) At nine years old, I was sleeping in my parents' bed on a Saturday morning. My father had gotten up early to go on a bike ride, and it was just me and my mother in bed. I recall having a bad dream, waking, and going to the bathroom. When I returned, a pale white hand was waving at me from behind the closet. At first I thought I was dreaming and was so shocked I didn't do anything. I put it in the back of my mind until a year later when my older cousin revealed that she had witnessed a hand waving at her from behind her mirror when she was at... Her, when I was at her house, it made me wonder if perhaps what I saw was indeed real. Ugh. What the fuck? Next one, one day my older brother and I were playing just like any other day. I was about five or six. There was nothing in particular that compelled me to look through a hole in the wall. But when I did, I saw a woman and she certainly wasn't human. She was white and unmoving with even her hair staying firmly in place despite it being a blustery night. She faced me, not even blinking. Just as suddenly as the white woman appeared, she vanished. Creepy. Creepy. Next one, when I was young, I occasionally had dreams that came true. I'd dream about someone coming for dinner, and the next night there would be a surprise guest. It was always small things like that, but when I was five, the the dreams started getting dark. I dreamed about my cousins perishing in a car crash, 
and a friend's older sister cutting her wrists. I started getting nervous and decided to tell my parents, who tried to call me. Then one day, the dream suddenly stopped, and I haven't returned since. It still scares me to think about it. Uh, after a day on the lake, me and my family were getting ready to head home. It was already dark when I decided to, decided to pause at the dock while the boat was being hitched to throw out a line or two and maybe catch some last-minute fish. I was casting out when I noticed some abnormal activity in the water about 30 yards out. I aimed my line at the spot and threw. Suddenly, whatever was causing the disturbance in the water turned and began swimming in the direction of the shore, moving side to side like a snake. It was too dark to make out any distinct features, but I did notice a massive head. I dropped my fishing pole and ran. 20 years later, I'm still wondering what that creature was. Ugh. Sounds like a Loch Ness monster. In our summer home, there was one bedroom where things never seemed to stay in place. That is, I remember waking multiple times to find items misplaced. I'm not just talking a shoe or blanket here or there. The window would sometimes be on a different wall. The dresser would have shifted across the room and the beds would be moved. It was always terrifying in the moment, but when morning came, everything was back where it belonged. Fifteen years later, my cousin brought up having the same experience in the exact same room. Neither of us told another person and never set foot in that room again. That is weird. That is the window. The window. That's what gets me. Creepy. One day, my brother and I were running through the sprinklers in our front yard when a man and woman in a car pulled up to the curb and called us over. They snapped a few photos and asked where our parents were. After some time chatting, my younger brother stripped off his swim trunks and ran around the yard completely naked. The couple continued taking pictures and laughing while they finally, when they finally drove away. When we told our parents later on, they were furious. Looking back on it now, I'm surprised we didn't get kidnapped. No matter how hard I try, I cannot remember any more details. It was just a very odd afternoon. That is creepy. It is creepy. That sounds like it was a long time ago. Not that it matters, but... No, but yeah. Uh, when I was a toddler, my family lived for a while in Lithuania. I have memories of visiting the Hill of Crosses. The recollections are shockingly vivid. The ground beneath my feet... And I climbed the hill's step in crystal clear images of the center cross. It was only recently that I remembered what the place was called. That might not sound strange, but one day I asked my mother about visiting the site. My mother gave me a strange look. Only she and my father had gone to the Hill of Crosses. Still today, I'm not sure where the memories came from, but I'm certain I was there. Hmm. That's weird. Reincarnation, maybe? Maybe. On an evening like any other, my parents and I were watching television in the living room. All three of us were engrossed in the show when a light in the hall caught our attention. In the bedroom at the end of the hall, there was a one-foot glowing orb floating about three feet above the ground. It completely illuminated an otherwise pitch-black room. As if the orb knew it was being watched, it vanished, then reappeared outside. It began doing something strange. It darted around the house, moving around fences and trees. We all watched from the window as this happened. The dog started barking, and we were dumbstruck. To this day, my mom believes it was a ghost or spirit. My dad thinks it was aliens. With its seemingly intelligent and deliberate movements, I am at a loss for what the orb could have been. Hmm. I'm not big on orbs, but when they're that big and they're... Like doing crazy things yeah. like that? Yeah, that's great. That's crazy. Like on video, it could be anything. Oh, like bug yeah. or dust or... I've never seen one in person, though. Uh, while walking to the school bus one day, me and my little brother saw an animal walking through a neighbor's yard. At first glance, it resembled a dog, but as it got closer, it became very clear this was no average dog. It was oddly shaped, wore no collar, and was completely silent. We were startled when we looked into its eyes. Somehow, the dog seemed human. <sighs> it was frightening enough for us to backtrack and reroute to the stop. Others have said that the dog-like creature could have been a Jinmenkin, a Japanese creature supposedly created by the spirits of people killed in the roads. Hmm. In the middle of the night, I woke up to tapping on the glass pane of my window. I opened my eyes to find a man standing outside the window. 
His head was shaved except for a ponytail in the back, and he had tattoos on his face. He just stood staring through the window. I woke my brother, who was also in the room at the time, so he could see the creepy man, too. But when we both looked toward the window, you guessed it, there was no one there. As a kid, I slept with my bedroom lights on throughout the night. I wasn't afraid of the dark, per se. I just preferred being in the light. One night, I woke to the sound of metal scraping outside like something heavy was being dragged across the ground. There was a thump against the wall outside. I waited, and the next thing I know, someone was staring at me through the window, standing on what I can only assume was a ladder. Thinking it best to pretend to be asleep, I closed my eyes, but not entirely, leaving them open just enough to see the man. He watched for a few minutes before pulling out a camera and snapping a picture. The man then climbed back down the ladder and dragged it away, never to be seen again. What the hell? Pretty bold. Yeah. I hate everyone. (laughs) (laughs) When I was eight, I woke up to a figure leaning over my bed. It was a dark shape, darker than the already black room. I gasped, and the figure jumped as if it had been startled and quickly left the room. At first, I thought it was my dad, but there was something off about the way it moved. I called my dad into the room, and together we looked around the house but found nothing. Although I have experienced sleep paralysis before, I firmly believe that this was something else. It's funny. I'm I know. <laughs> like, oh, shit. <laughs> I didn't think you could see me. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, For some reason, I still can't explain. I woke up late one night, went into my sister's room, and opened her closet. I was three or four at the time, and remember staring into into the thick blackness of your average closet at nighttime. Suddenly, I felt someone push me on the shoulders from behind. I don't remember being scared exactly, more confused. The sensation vanished. A few years later, I brought it up to my mother, who said it was creepy. My sister didn't like sleeping in that room because she said there was a man in the closet. Yeah. Next one, during a commercial break for a NASCAR race I was watching with my dad, I went into the basement to get my dad a beer. As I started down the steps, I got the feeling that I should stop right where I was and turn around. I ignored the feeling and proceeded down. The closer I got to the basement floor, the more this feeling intensified. I felt that someone was watching me and got the chills. I paused at the bottom of the steps and to survey what little space of basement was lit And there, in the darkness, were two glowing red orbs. I turned and ran up the stairs as fast as I could. And you should always trust your gut. Yeah. Your dad can get his own beer. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I regularly, regularly saw figures as a kid. Most of the time, it was when my eyes were closed. I would see my room, and the figures would be everywhere. What were these figures? Well, clowns, of course. They would grow bigger and bigger until clowns were everywhere. This happened to me as regularly as twice a week when I was nine. The fuck? That's creepy. Uh, My family home is supposedly a former Civil War hospital that has been passed down through generations. My family also has a legend. We are all haunted by a spirit known as Wool Eyes. We've gotten so used to the presence of this spirit, minor hauntings are hardly of any consequence anymore. There are two small rose bushes at the corner of the house, which I have distinct memories of running through and getting lost, as if while inside, the bushes expanded to create a sort of maze. I would get lost in the bushes for hours at a time, worrying my mother, but like all strange occurrences that happen in my family, The rosebush maze was blamed on old wool eyes. Poor wool eyes. (laughs) Gets blamed for everything. Uh, At five or six years old, I would see a shadow on the walls at night. It was an unmistakably perfect human woman shape. It would simply pace the walls at night. Being an only child and with my parents in their own room, I would just pull the covers over my head until I fell asleep, hoping the shadow woman would leave. (laughs) I was about nine or ten. It was late at night, and my bed was right under the window. I was just gazing out, looking up at the sky, when I saw what looked like a UFO. It was a white orb, rather large, shot straight into my line of vision, then moved in a few circles, then shot away. 
It came back and did the same thing, only it was closer and larger. It made no sound. I immediately got creeped out and walked from my room around the corner and was about to walk into my mom's room, but the door was locked. Her door was facing the stairs, which went down to the living room slash kitchen. Suddenly, I heard someone coming up the stairs and a snorting sound. I looked down and saw this tall, slender figure walking up the stairs straight at me. I remember saying, Dad, but then saw that it was something inhuman. I immediately froze in fear. The creature, or whatever it was, tall, slender, two slits for a nose, large black eyes, got right up into my face, continuing to make that awful snorting sound, kind of like the sound a pig makes. I couldn't scream. I couldn't move. I just collapsed as it towered over me and bent down, pushing its face right into mine. I finally blacked out. The next thing I knew, I was being awoken by my mom at the bottom of the stairs. She asked me how I got there, and I said I must have slept walked. I'll never forget that face and that snorting sound, and I think I'd die of a heart attack if I ever saw it again. Ugh. like that one. No. And this is my last one. One night when I was sleeping between my parents, I woke up around four in the morning. I look over and there's something standing by the window looking out into the front yard. After my eyes adjusted to the dark, I was able to make out a man in a brown wool robe standing about six four or so. Then the man turned. Its face is burned into my memory, pale and crowded by deep wrinkles. It drooped as though the face had been melted and its mouth was hanging open and eyes wide, like it was worried or afraid. It moved around the room, keeping its eyes on the bed before exiting through the bedroom door. As soon as it was gone, both my parents jolted up in bed, breathing heavily as if they'd just woken up from a nightmare. Mm. Creepy. That gave me chills. That's creepy. Those are mine. It's time for the witty wrap-up. Yay, I was singing You Are My Sunshine to my three-year-old, and he told me he hates that song. I said, that's a shame, because I used to sing it to him when he was in my tummy before he was born. And he looked me dead in the eye and said, I hated it then, too. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Evil child. <laughs> <laughs> that's creepy, too. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> My best friend bought my daughter a 2,000-piece bead kit when she turned four, and to this day, I don't know what I did to piss her off. <laughs> <laughs> Asked my five-year-old if she wanted a pick with Santa. She laughed and said she is not into picks with random dudes. <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> That's great! <laughs> Toddler. Daddy, I have a question. What is on your head? Me, I don't know. You tell me. Toddler, nothing. You have no hair. Absolutely roasted. <laughs> That's so mean. <laughs> My kids are at that awkward Christmas age where they're too old for toys, but too young for beer of the month club. I know. What do you do? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Having kids is great because you get to ask fun questions like, why is there a volleyball in the refrigerator? Well, should. I wonder if that's true. <laughs> My wife got our four-year-old a bowl of cereal. He then complained that he didn't want milk in the cereal and asked her to pour out the milk and then rinse off the cereal with water. <laughs> That'll work. <laughs> uh, kids are funny. I hate that stupid ad where the little girl puts the snowman in the freezer for a year and her parents are like, sure, let's facilitate this behavior instead of getting this child in therapy. <laughs> That's what everyone thinks. <laughs> Driving. Me. Lots of snowbirds around. Six-year-old. Where are the birds? Me. No, snowbirds are people. Six-year-old. People dressed as birds? Me. <laughs> Sigh. Never mind. <laughs> and there she goes. Yeah, if you guys hear a crazy thing in the background, <laughs> that's a cat. <laughs> um... <laughs> I like to tell my kids they aren't going to participate in reindeer games when they misbehave during Christmas time. We have no idea what I'm talking about, but it works. <laughs> if you're not standing at the top of the stairs throwing laundry down, are you even rage cleaning your child's rooms? 
Six-year-old threw a fit this morning because she couldn't find her mittens and then used her grandma voice to announce, found them, sorry about all the commotion. (laughs) (laughs) Here's a fun game. It's called, how many times will this movie say ass before my kids ask what it means? (laughs) Currently arguing with my toddler over how to spell the letter A if you're thinking about having kids. (laughs) Parenting is about feeling proud that your kids remember to unload the dishwasher and then realizing you'd forgotten to turn it on. (laughs) (laughs) On the 12th day of Christmas, my kids can't seem to find 12 Lego pieces, 11 broken crayons, 10 random socks, 9 puzzle pieces, 8 bouncy balls, 7 board games, 6 library books, 5 marker caps, Four Play-Doh tops, three homework papers, two tiny gloves, and the remote to the damn TV. (laughs) That's cute. And I was not singing that. (laughs) My two-and-a-half-year-old child, I love you. My heart melts. Me. Aw, I love you, too. Child, no! Smacks me. (laughs) Parenthood is the best, (laughs) y'all. They do do shit like that, too. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, what the fuck did I do? (laughs) I don't mean to take the spotlight from Legos or anything, but stepping on a Barbie shoe in the middle of the night ain't much fun either. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. We are making cookies as a family, and it's going to be goddamn magical. (laughs) We had one of those last week. Yeah. (laughs) He found something on the ground. Hopefully it's edible. Me parenting. (laughs) That's all I got. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, So we have decided to take a break. So we will be back at the beginning of 2022. Mm -hmm. So uh, we're going to take the next three weeks off. Uh, January 11th will be the first episode when we come back. So send in your stories. You got a few weeks. (laughs) Coolsnightoutpodcast (laughs) at gmail.com. Look us up on Facebook. Rate, review, subscribe wherever you listen, and we will talk to you next year. Later. Bye.